We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tyler Snoop Huntley is reportedly expected to sign his one-year tender as early as today, bringing Baltimore one positive step closer to solidifying its quarterback room for 2023. Now, of course, that still leaves Lamar Jackson unsigned, obviously, but we will dive deeper into the calculated risk that general manager Eric DaCosta took on his two quarterbacks this offseason and how we both feel he deserves more credit for reading the market correctly. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Monday, April 24th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. So former Ravens offensive coordinator Marty Morninweg shared some interesting yet confusing Lamar Jackson recollections in a recent interview with 105.7 The Fan. I've combed through the audio, Sarah, and we're going to react to all of it just ahead. Plus, evidence emerges that could clear wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr.'s name after an allegation in an assault investigation. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So, Sarah, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero broke some positive news over the weekend for the Ravens, but he just couldn't help himself when he tweeted the uh, specific update. Yeah, no, Tom did have a little fun with this one when he tweeted, quote, the Ravens Pro Bowl quarterback isn't going anywhere, dot, dot, dot. Snoop Huntley plans to sign his restricted tender Monday per source. Huntley has been working out at the team facility and heads to Tampa this weekend to throw with teammates. Baltimore's other QB, Lamar Jackson, remains unsigned. Close quote. Yeah, we see what you did there, Tom. Uh, But all jokes aside, this really is, as we've said, positive news for the Ravens. Of course, it'd be much better if it was Lamar who was putting ink on a contract. But getting Huntley locked in is also absolutely necessary because Bobby... There were reports that the Ravens were kind of poking around at other quarterbacks, but nothing really happened there. And and honestly, the only other signal caller on the roster is Anthony Brown. So the Ravens needed this one with Tyler Huntley to come through. Yeah, and Sarah, you know, there were a few signs out there that Huntley was planning to sign his tender, right? Like Tom mentioned, he's been working out at the team facility, but then Franklin Aguilar posted an Instagram video of Snoop working out 
and throwing passes to new Ravens wide receiver Nelson Aguilar down in Florida. And then finally, there really hasn't been as much as even another team sniffing around just to begin with uh, for Huntley to potentially sign him to an offer sheet. So now that the window to do so is officially closed, it only makes sense that Snoop was going to make his return to Baltimore. Uh, again, it could be official as early as today. And Bobby, the point you just made about no team even sniffing Tyler really kind of seemed to bother or at least make him question pro football talks Mike Florio. He's he's wondering what's going on here. He tweeted a reminder that Huntley has eight career starts and nearly led the Ravens to an upset win in the playoffs over the Bengals. Plus, Huntley will only make $2.6 million this upcoming season. So Florio wrote, quote, he could have been signed with no compensation to Baltimore. Why didn't anyone try to do it? Close quote. So to answer Florio's question, I think a little context is needed. I, I mean, Baltimore fans probably know, but before I say this, I'm not trying to talk down Huntley. I'm just trying to answer the question. I think Huntley's been a solid fit as a backup to Lamar, but in those eight starts that Florio mentioned, Huntley has only led the Ravens team to three wins. Five of those were losses. And the Ravens could have beaten Cincy in that playoff game had Snoop not made the decision to jump over the pile and extend his arm and go over the top on that QB sneak when the play, the coaches said the play was designed and it was taught to him for, for him to go low on a burrow play where he tucks and he goes low with the push of the offensive line. And Snoop just didn't execute the play as designed and it wound up going the other way for seven. Now, I do have hope that Huntley will continue to grow. And to Florio's point, he's just about $2.5 million, So I'm happy. Again, it's positive. I'm happy that he's the backup. But I also don't think it's crazy that the league didn't try to lure him away. He's just a better fit in Baltimore. Yeah, and Sarah, I thought Dev Panchwa from Russell Street Report, Ravens Twitter as well, I thought he had an interesting reply to Florio on Twitter. He wrote, quote, The Ravens and EDC took a calculated risk with putting the lower tender on Huntley but it ultimately worked out. Market assessments are part of the job, and so far, I'd say he's done a good job with this move and the tag approach for Lamar, close quote. Where are you at with that, Sarah? Yeah, yeah, Bobby, I completely agree with Dev there. Eric DaCosta has not gotten enough credit for these calculated risks with both of his quarterbacks. Now, I was personally slightly nervous about the lower tender on Tyler, but I also wouldn't have gone all the way up to that second round tender, so I was with it, but nervous. But I was way more nervous about the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson. Bobby, you and I both, for a couple weeks, we thought we thought they have to go the exclusive tag because we thought there'd be plenty of suitors for Lamar and thought two first-round picks and his contract demands, we thought that those two things would not scare other people off. So I thought Eric was playing with fire when he went with the non-exclusive tag. And we're not totally out of the woods yet because the draft is still to come. And maybe we'll see if a team gets desperate if they don't get the quarterback they want after this weekend's draft. But so far, so good on EDC's part and his calculated risk. In fact, at this point, again, things could change. But at this point, Eric DaCosta's move is looking so good that I agree with NFL Network draft analyst and former Raven scout Daniel Jeremiah, who said over the weekend that he wouldn't even consider drafting a quarterback before about the third round or so because 
Jeremiah is that confident that Lamar will play in Baltimore for the 2023 season. Here he is. To me, it looks more like, and this is my opinion here, but to me, it looks like more you get another receiver kind of, uh, you know, on board without necessarily utilizing a lot of your resources or, you know, first round pick or trading up for a guy. It feels like to me, just let's put another guy in the room. We have time, you know, at least we know we've got this next year. If, you, if you're going year by year with Lamar Jackson, he's going to be your guy. You know that going into this next season. And still to come here on the vault, Marty Morninweg, former Ravens OC. He raised some eyebrows during his recent local radio interview here in town. So stay tuned for that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Bobby, former Ravens play caller Marty Morningwig. He had a lot to say in a recent interview with Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. So tell us what were your biggest takeaways? Yeah, and just some quick housekeeping before we kind of dive in. Uh, obviously, as you know, Morningwig spent three seasons as Baltimore's offensive coordinator, including Lamar Jackson's rookie year in 2018. So the two obviously worked together closely and even had a chance to sit down during Lamar's pre-draft visit to Baltimore back in 2018, as I first learned last week, courtesy of Marty's interview. Listen to this. I remember Lamar. That's why I'm so surprised that they're in this situation, because there was a couple things I wanted to cover. And one was not having an agent. And that, and I will what did he say to that, Marty? Of- what, did, what did Lamar say to that? Yeah, it was, it was very simple. He was on it. I, you know, and he said, look, 
there are very few things nowadays that are negotiable where I'm going to be selected, you know, in your first contract, right? And, and here they are, boom, 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 boom. And, and, and he goes, look at, and then he left the office. When he left, he goes, coach, I am not uh, against agents. I just don't think I need one right now. I'm all about football. I don't need all the off the field stuff, right? He was very, very simple. And then the last thing he said to me regarding the agent situation, he said, coach, I'm not against agents. I will likely hire an agent for my second contract. And so I went, you know what? He might be the smartest dude, you know, coming out in this draft. Uh, so I'm surprised that he hasn't been hired an agent for his second contract because there, there, it gets a little bit dicey and you need a buffer. You need a yeah. buffer between you and the negotiators for the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm a little surprised at this. Uh, and, and he's so hard-headed, uh, which is a good thing in many, many ways. It could be a weakness here at the negotiation table. I will likely hire an agent for my second contract. That's what Lamar allegedly told Marty. And Sarah, we both know how much could change in five years' time. And that's how long it's been since this meeting. People change, life happens, and obviously life in the NFL can be super volatile. But with all that said, my radar did go off while listening to Marty because I just flat out hadn't heard that about Lamar before. So I ask you, you've been covering this team for a lot longer than I have. Uh, do you ever remember hearing anything along those lines? Uh, I personally don't. I can't remember Lamar ever saying that he intended to have an agent ever. I feel like more than anything, it's just always he's defended it from the time he was a rookie. So, uh, and also, Bobby, I don't care. <laughs> I know that there are a lot of people in Baltimore do care. They want him to have an agent. I've never been on this agent train for Lamar. Now, look, I would personally have one, but that doesn't matter. Lamar doesn't want one. And I respect him as a grown man to make that decision. Agents work for him and they implement what he wants to do. So everybody who keeps saying that he should have an agent, I mean, I get the benefits of it. Like I said, I would have one. But most people saying it feel like if he did have an agent, there would be a deal by now with the Ravens. And I just don't think so. There's no guarantee that there would be a deal by now if he had one because, again, the agent has to implement what Lamar wants, and Lamar is his own man. Now, Marty wasn't done there either, Sarah. In what became the tail end of the interview since they were up against a commercial break, Marty somehow went from telling that pre-draft meeting story that you just heard to going in a completely different direction. And this is honestly where it gets confusing for me and almost borderline off topic out of nowhere. Sometimes a young man needs just, just a little, you know, I always thought I was, I was a pretty good amateur psychologist. You know, I, I mean, you've got guys that have four kids that need to sit in your office, kick their feet up and, 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 and discuss a few things for a half hour or 45 minutes on occasion, you know, that's important, and I'm not sure that Lamar got much of that, and I'm surprised because that's a great organization. And, and with the owner, with Ozzy, with, with John, so I'm surprised. There, there, there had to be, right, communication equals trust. And if you have communication and trust, things go fast, and they go more in a straight line. And I think that communication and trust was broken between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and that's too bad there. So, Sarah, you see what I mean? Like, how did he get so off track to the point where 
He's talking about this perceived break in communication and trust. I mean, it's one thing if he's referring to the way in which Lamar announced his trade request, right? As John Harbaugh was sitting down for his media session in Arizona, or maybe even him tweeting out contractual figures, that 133 over three years fully guaranteed tweet that he sent out last month during free agency. But but he literally doesn't refer to anything. So it leaves all of this up to interpretation. Now, I did have a chance to catch up with 105.7 The Fan host Bob Haney, who was actually the interviewer during this conversation. Uh, and I believe he plans on following up with Marty this week during their segment. But until then, we're left to wonder. So, Sarah, just two weeks after the Ravens signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a contract, the wide receiver was named as a suspect in an assault investigation after a woman went to police claiming he put his hand around her neck with light pressure in an L.A. club slash night scene slash restaurant. That's according to TMZ. Yeah, but once you get reading the article, you find out pretty quickly that a representative for OBJ told TMZ that they weren't even aware of any investigation and had not been contacted by police. They also vehemently denied that Beckham Jr. did anything wrong. Now, oftentimes, Bobby, in situations like this, it becomes a he said, she said with no proof to back anyone's claims. But in this case, there is some evidence that has already emerged that appears to help clear OBJ's name. Yeah, and this is the key piece of information right here, if you ask me. The owner of the restaurant where the alleged incident told TMZ the following, quote, we were contacted about an investigation and reviewed the videos. The claim is false. There is no evidence of this person even being in the area where she claims the incident occurred, close quote. Yeah, I mean, that, like you said, that's the key piece, and it certainly bodes well for Odell, and hopefully the police can corroborate that statement by the owner by looking at the video themselves and help clear up the matter. And Bobby, you know what? We unfortunately live in a world where women have made true allegations and they haven't been taken seriously. That's heartbreaking. Here's the thing. We also, unfortunately, live in a world where bad actors have made false allegations, especially against high-profile athletes and celebrities, and innocent people's lives have been upended and reputations have been destroyed. That's also heartbreaking. Nobody wants either of those outcomes here. So the only path forward is to search for and rely on evidence as it comes out. And so far, as we just read, that evidence seems to be going in OBJ's favor. And once the investigation is complete, we can only hope that the full truth is discovered based on the evidence and justice can be served one way or the other. But so far, things are looking up for OBJ as these allegations come out. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this regarding Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. The team, being Arizona, is reportedly looking for a second-round pick in exchange for D-Hop, and Hopkins says he's willing to work with a team around the terms of his contract. We'll, I'm sure, be following this very closely as the draft quickly approaches on Thursday night. In other news, 2022 Detroit Lions first-round pick Jamison Williams was one of five NFL players to be suspended by the league on Friday for violating the NFL's gambling policy. We saw this last year with Calvin Ridley, and here we see it again with five total players. 
NFL Network's Ian Rappaport react to the news. Well, first of all, I think the way you stop it is to do what the NFL did today, which is major significant suspensions, three players suspended indefinitely, banishment, which means you're suspended a year and then you have the ability to reapply after that year. Two of those players, uh, C.J. Moore and Quinton Sievers from the Alliance, have been released. Uh, the commanders are cooperating with the NFL and still looking into uh, the Shaka Tony suspension. The banishment suspensions, the one year, were for gambling on NFL games. So that is essentially similar to what, or the same as what Calvin Ridley got. So I think the message is pretty clear. If you gamble on NFL games, it's going to be a year at least. The other part of this was interesting to me as well. Um, the Stanley Berryhill and then Jameson Williams, obviously a big name, you know, one of the budding young stars of the league, and obviously if people play fantasy, someone who is, you know, going to be a big fantasy name, suspended six games for gambling on college games from the facility. That's a rule that I think not all, not everybody knew. We didn't know that. Not a, we didn't know that. I, I, honestly, I, before I started this process like a month ago when I first heard about this, I did not know that either. I mean, I've read the gambling policy, and like, I must have missed that. Oh. So I first heard of this because I was like, "Wait, this is not allowed." But then it's not allowed. It's just it's against the rules. Um, so six games for those guys. You know, will it be the last gambling suspension? You hope so, but unfortunately, I thought Ridley would be the last one. And finally, NFL insider Josina Anderson responded to a fan recently on Twitter that wrote her basically asking the deal that Shefty said was offered to Lamar was better than this one. He said, and then he actually asked, why not sign that deal? And Josina responded with this, quote, one downside to that deal is the term. I'm told Lamar Jackson, like many players in the LeBron James era, prefer more bites at the apple to seize on current market APYs. That's average per year. One upside to Kirk Cousins' route year to year without having a shorter multi-year deal is maximizing independence sooner. Close quote. Some food for thought from our girl, Josina. Thank you for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. Now, as you know, we've been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll help us keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to one of our returning patrons this month, Christopher Saxe. We appreciate you for believing in what we're building, man. Thanks for the support. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but we're going to keep reminding you, mark those calendars accordingly on Thursday, April 27th. This week, just a few days away, 8 o'clock Eastern, p.m. Eastern. We will be live streaming across all of our social platforms to cover opening night of the 2023 NFL Draft for all things Ravens. See you there.